This podcast contains strong language and some adult content. If you are easily offended, this show might not be for you. Sebastian, Benjamin, and Sean are on their way to Kelterwood to speak with Gira about the pieces of dark wood that you received from the quote-unquote boogeyman a few days ago. Mm -hmm. This would be Saturday morning. You guys arrive there fairly early. It's fairly cold out here. There's still just a little bit of fog rolling through the hills. You guys are parked outside of the ranger's cabin. You guys head up onto the porch and you knock on the door. Uh, Charlie answers the door. Good morning. I hope I'm not interrupting Johnny Quest. You guys would have shown up maybe 15 minutes earlier. I would have been upset because you would have interrupted that. Sailor Moon just came on. Cartoon channel. We had a meeting with Gira uh, at this time, whatever, blah, 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 whatever. Or like, right. Kind of thing. Were we supposed to meet him here or should we wait outside? Um, no, yeah, come on in. What do you guys need to talk to Gira about? Why don't we just explain? We we'll explain it all at once once everyone's here. Right. Sorry. I'll go get him. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, goes down the hallway and heads upstairs. You hear some footsteps and there's very light conversation. You can barely hear it through the floor. Uh, and then eventually you hear the two of them coming back downstairs. Mm -hmm. Gear comes down behind Charlie. Hello! It's good to see you guys again. Good to see you too. Hey, um, we found something that we, uh, we need some, some help with some insight. Okay. Pull out the, pull <laughs> out <laughs> my piece of dark wood. Okay. Uh, please do not touch the, any soil to this. <laughs> as it Disclaimer! <laughs> Very dangerous. Um, Gira looks at it and his face gets... His face goes from the light-hearted, happy, older man to very concerned. <laughs> Charlie takes a step back, too. He, he puts his hand over his face. He's like, where the fuck did you find that? That's, uh, that's rank. Whew. I, we, uh, <coughs> it's, it's, it seems, at least, was, was the source of um, a creature, a series of creatures that was stalking and hunting this girl, Peyton. We have an artist's rendition. And I would try to go into what's your familiarity with magical dimensions? Well, I'm familiar with the material plane in the Feywild. I, I know of others, but have never traveled to them. Imagine you're isolated. Same plane of existence, but maybe a different time. Uh, but that's where these things exist. It sounds like you might have dealt with a fae. Oh, well, I saw that too, so I would describe that. I would be like, this is what it was doing to these children. This is where it brought them. I would describe that place and, like, what it took to dig that out of the ground. I'd be like, it's super fucked up. We need to make sure this never happens again yeah. to anyone. <laughs> um, Charlie takes a seat. Christ. Gira looks down for a moment, and you can tell that 
not only is he trying to wrap his mind around what you just told him, but also he's trying to think of what this could possibly be. He tilts his head back up to you. I'm sorry, but I've, I've never seen anything like this before. All I can tell from just looking at it is that whatever that is, is alive. It is pulsing with the energy of the ley lines. I can feel it. That's what well, we found it over crossing ley line. Can, yeah, can you? There's a possibility that maybe these things come from the Feywild, but close enough to that portal to the material plane that maybe they traveled through or a Fey was irresponsible while traveling and didn't pay attention to whether or not he was bringing anything through with him. Um, from my own experience as a Fey, what, like, how different was the place that we had been, that dimension space? It was like the Feywild, but not recognizable for me. Right. The main difference that you would have seen from that place and the Feywild would be that the Feywild isn't curtained off into smaller sections, like you kept being thrown into these smaller and smaller pockets until eventually you yeah. were set free. Gira tries to explain that and mm -hmm. gives you kind of a rundown of either that Fey had its own pocket realm or had the ability to curtain off sections of the Feywild or like you had said, maybe it had some type of connection to the past or future, depending on the location. If you don't feel comfortable traveling with it any longer, I understand that's completely reasonable. If you would like, I can take it and try and figure out what to do with it. Or I do have a few contacts, some people up north, deeper into Kelter Wood, past the park even, out of our jurisdiction who might know what to do with it, or might know more about this creature. Hmm. Uh, I think we've got a nice steel box that it can stay in for a little bit. Info sooner rather than later. If you would like to speak with them, there is a man that I know to the north. His name is Wolfgang. He may seem human, but he is not. Okay. Be careful if you do plan to approach him. Don't Even in his old age, he is dangerous if he doesn't know who you are and you step onto his land. I can send word to him to make sure that he knows that you're coming. Okay. Still be cautious. Okay, he can he, forget sometimes? He is known to lay traps. He lives off the land, so. Right. Other than that, I don't know many others who are connected to this field of study. However, Arthur might know someone. Good to know. Thank you, Gira. Absolutely, I hope the next time we meet, we can talk about something a bit more light. Some biker dudes showing up, calling themselves the Bond Cross. Do you see them? Let us know. Or <laughs> hear any word of some gang of vigilante bikers. Also keep you and yours safe. Charlie's head shoots up and looks at you guys, and he's like, the Von Cross are coming here? Uh, not specifically, like, they're not headed here, but we're on their radar. Why? What? You know some information? The night that I met you guys, I talked to Sammy about it for a bit, but yeah, the Von Cross aren't someone that we want to fuck with. Agreed. Yeah, exactly. So I'm trying to figure out a way to get them to not show up here. 
have any ideas? Did you guys think maybe try killing them? That's certainly yeah. on the table. I don't I mean, know where they're at <laughs> right now. Why? That's... Is that your idea? Saving <laughs> <laughs> well, size from a distance. <laughs> well, that would definitely be the easiest way to do it. Yeah, but it doesn't really raise a lot of good press now, does it? Not necessarily, but how many of them could there be? Like, realistically, how many people in their family could there be? 300. Depending on how many generations they go back, it'd be a lot. If the Von Cross are vigilantes and they're going around doing shit that the police don't want them to do, then if they suddenly just disappeared one day, it's not like the police would go looking for them. Yeah, but they all have to disappear. That's the problem. Yeah, but also, how long is it going to take for them to find out that their kin is missing? It's not going to go across the news. It's not going to be on the TV or the radio. Just won't call in. You this know, is a highly or they're highly organized, at least. You have to give them that credit. It would be naive to assume otherwise. Whether they're in constant contact, probably not. But there's a network that we're not taking we into account know. here. And it would be rash to... What if we use the boogeyman? No. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> the things that we don't understand. <laughs> it's like, no. Gira says, Sebastian's right. We should definitely err on the side of subtlety and caution for this one. If you plan on approaching them, well, try and be as calm and docile as possible. Do not show them any aggression, mm. or they will just give it back to you tenfold. Mm. Certainly. We just have a problem being uh, negotiators in this situation, we as we're all mythics. Yeah, we don't have a lot to offer. In yeah. Terms of... um, well, we would be fairly limited on finding a human that knows of the mythicals that would be willing to speak with them On to change behalf. their mind. You guys say your goodbyes to mm -hmm. Gira and Charlie. Oh yeah, right. I would probably text you and be like, hey, if you're going past um, Goldilocks, then you should drop by and ask about the dark, the wood, dark, wood. dark wood. Yeah, I'll respond, stopping by Goldilocks later, guys, you with the read yeah, first. Yeah, saying like in your, in your searches. Yeah, well, we can meet you there. Well, yeah, if okay. you find the Wraith before we meet at the Goldilocks, we'll meet you at the Wraith. <laughs> <laughs> Our people will call your people. <laughs> you guys head back to the warehouse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when you get there, there's some packages waiting for you guys. Benjamin, your Paradise membership card for Mr. Funches comes in. Hell yeah. Uh, along with your net gun. Yes! And a box of ears. How many nets? <laughs> How many nets did it come with? Four. Also, Carl would have had enough time to prep that one scroll that you were talking to him about. Um, so you just need to pick any spell of third level or lower. Also, while you've been gone, Carl was looking into that counter spell book. Yeah. That lets you change one letter of a spell to alter its effect. And he has found out some extra benefits of this book through just furthering the research where the guy left off. And you are now able to alternately add or remove a letter Ooh. also. Ooh. So That's you can either cool. change a letter, add a letter, or remove a letter. <laughs> and he says, Great. I'll keep studying this and looking into it to see if there's any more that I can gather. Um, Sweet. Because as of right now, this seems to be like the only thing that I can do to help you guys out right now. Um, I'll take it in the field good. to see if there's anything I can uh, learn while using it. So you guys all arrive at the Goldilocks, go inside, sit down, get yourselves a booth, order some drinks, 
Teddy comes over to the table. He's like, uh, hey, guys, how's it going? Good, Teddy, how are you? Hey, you know. <laughs> I don't actually know. He's like, eh, it could be worse. What's your What's the worst day you've ever had, Teddy? Oh, my God. <sighs> you hear Arthur call out from behind the bar. He's like, don't answer that, Teddy. <laughs> he comes walking around oh, to the table. He's like, what do you guys want? I got something to show you, but it's uh, it's just for your eyes. Sebastian has a moment of like, let me speak to you in private. Yeah, all right. Um, he turns around and talks to someone at the bar and tells them to watch over the place while he has a private meeting with you guys in the back. Yeah. He leads you guys into the back room, shuts the door behind you guys and turns to face you. What like, is it? First thing I want to be like, appreciate it. He's got zero time. <laughs> we found this, investigating some ley lines, and I hold up the dark wood. Any ideas? No, I don't, I don't know what it is. Uh, where did you get it? We dug it out of the ground. Did you guys talk to Gira yet? Yes. Yeah. What did he say? He said, you, you may know someone who might know something. Ah, Jesus Christ. All right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I might know someone. Um, a few blocks down, mm -hmm. south from here, uh, there's a small smoking lounge. Go in there, ask for Blue, tell him Arthur sent you. Okay, he might be able to help. Well, thank you, Arthur. Uh, so when are you guys gonna just like show up here and, and not drag me into we, your shit? We did get a drink. We're not dragging you in. We just asked you a couple of questions and now we're bouncing. So Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> and so it begins. <laughs> Staying real quiet the whole time. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna let them ask about the Darkwood thing, and then I'm gonna. So, Arthur, I know we had this conversation a while ago. No, fuck off. What are you about to say? You're a bartender I'm... in a fantasy universe. Come on, man. <laughs> you gotta be used to this bullshit. I'm going. I'm sick of having this conversation with all the level one characters coming up in here and ask a bunch of questions. <laughs> so, I'm gonna go to the Paradise Casino. Of course, you are. And before you get upset, nope. I have been putting this off, but my partner's gone missing, and the last time he was seen was at the Paradise Casino. I just found this out while I was um, right after Holcomb. He's been gone. He's been missing since we saw him in the bank, and Fucking, I have did to you, go in there. Did you tell him about this? No, he wasn't. I don't have to answer all your questions, because you're not being super helpful to me, all right? <laughs> so fuck you, buddy. But I'm about to be. Sammy, if your partner went in there, sorry, but he's dead. He, he's not just a human, though. I think that he could still be alive, and I think it, I have Doesn't to Doesn't change what I said. Man's dead. Arthur, well, I look at the party, and I'm like, now's a good time to let you guys know that I found out that a lot of those blood bags from so end of the line were supplied to them by the Paradise Casino. Okay. They There's a bunch of missing people. They've gone missing from the Paradise Casino, employees and patrons and whatnot, and that some of those people showed up dead, burnt to a crisp and butt end of the line. Somehow they were connected. Somehow whatever Wallace was doing for the Enclave, he wound up in the Paradise Casino, and no one's heard from him since about 48 hours ago. Right, so you guys didn't... Tell him about this to get him wrapped up in your shit. You yeah. just went and fucked up a bunch of stuff, and then when he went to investigate to clean up your mess, then he got dragged into your shit. No? no. You guys weren't the guys to go down there and ransack the end of the line? He was investigating end of the line in Paradise Casino. And why and did he go there? Them. Why did he go to the end of the line? Because you guys just got done fucking it. 
Sebastian waits for the righteous, uh, <laughs> righteous anger that apparently uh, is uh, flowing through this room. <laughs> I don't regret anything I did down there. If it got Wallace in the trouble, that's the only thing I would regret about the situation. And I'm just telling you, because we had a conversation about it. I told you I wasn't going to go, but this is extenuating circumstances. I'm going to have to go in there. Okay. Is there anything you could tell me to improve my chances of not dying? Not really. Well then, okay, great. Good conversation. I'm glad I got my membership card, though. <laughs> That'll at least get us in the door. Oh I God. wanted to talk to you and Sebastian about that. And for the record, I'm buying a shot of tequila before I leave. <laughs> Sorry, I can't do that. They're literally going to see me serving a kid. I'm an elf. <laughs> for all intents and purposes, I'm 35. <laughs> you got ID? <laughs> Let's look at a picture of Danny DeVito. It's my old, like, Italian He's boss. like, whatever, that's good enough. <laughs> the door flies open. You guys walk out into the lobby. You guys drink some alcohol and then head out to the casino? Let's all sit in the car for a moment. All right, so I know we have to wrap up the wreath. That's our priority, right? Uh-huh. But yeah. I think after that, I'm going to have to go into the casino. Because Wallace has been missing for 48 hours, and that? Arthur thinks he's dead, and I'm going to have to go and confirm one way or another. He's dead convinced that the Paradise Casino is full of really powerful, very dangerous fae, uh -huh. which I think we are. So, <laughs> Wallace pretty much left me a perfect trail that said in big glaring letters, if I go missing, check here for me. And I think he can handle himself, but I don't know for how long. Your partner sounds like it takes precedence over the Wraith if we're keeping together as a group for the, the next yeah. foreseeable future. Because we'll know when it, be, when it comes within five miles of you. Yeah. Mm. And we, won't, we might not have a lot of notice because it can move that fast, but we'll know. Yeah, <laughs> stick next to me, we'll know mm. if it's coming. I was thinking that I would equip you with all of my surveillance stuff mm -hmm. and send you in as just a patron because you're a fae. You're going to get through the door. No one's going to ask questions, even if they can true sight. Mm -hmm. They're going to be like, all right, this guy's coming in for a good time. Mm -hmm. I equip you with all of my surveillance stuff and we just get a lay of what the fuck is even going on in there. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you feel about that, being a man of the Lord. <laughs> be the best gambler you can be, which is someone who loses money to the house, right? Right. And just see what's going on. Like, I haven't even stepped foot in and everyone keeps telling me to, like, don't even look in the window. But we need to. You guys are heading to Victor's to deal with Sean's uh, life, drain curse life drain curse that yeah. is affecting him from when he got attacked by the wraiths. You guys head to Victor's new location, which is a fairly small office building out towards the southwestern outskirts of the city. It's... Not even marked. There's no business that's here. It just looks like it's a building for sale. Pull into the parking lot, head inside, and standing in front of the elevators is Travis and Leah. <gasps> Travis and Leah! Travis and Leah! Long time no see! <laughs> Travis says, we, we Oh, hey, hey! Found some cool stuff we wanted to talk to Victor about. Leah, uh, you can stay here. I'll... I'll take them down. Yeah. How is everybody doing in terms of, like, recovering from the changeover and, like, with the the riots that are not riots, well, riots, blood but riots. the <laughs> blood riots and, like, the synth and all of that, how that 
has been leveling out. You guys get in the elevator with him and start heading down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, things have been going pretty well, actually. Slow, but good. No one's really been giving us any trouble. That guy, um, those two people from Kelter Wood. Um, Charlie yeah. Arena? Yeah, they've, uh, they've been helping out a little bit. That's awesome to hear. We're trying to make sure that we have alliances with the other factions of the city. We haven't been kicked out of any places yet, so that's good. Yeah. It's just difficult to find something that both groups are able to find common ground on. But mm -hmm. once we do that, it should be fine. Bell rings mm -hmm. and the elevator door opens up and you guys are now standing in a small space that looks like it would have been sectioned off into multiple offices, but is just one big building that hasn't been finished with mm -hmm. construction. Mm -hmm. It looks a lot similar to the basement that was underneath the manor that you had seen before. Mm -hmm. Travis leads you through all of the people down here and eventually brings you to a smaller room offset from this warehouse. And Victor's in here having a conversation with a few other people, filling out paperwork and handing it to them, and then they head off. Mm -hmm. Victor looks up from his desk. How's it going? It's a pleasure <laughs> to see you. Greetings. Yeah, I didn't think that I would be seeing you anytime soon. Yeah, it's, uh, I had a couple things we wanted to talk to you about, see how you were doing. We were talking to Travis on the way in. Seems like things are going better. I have, uh, have some, some wraiths that uh, I was dealing with the other night. One of them actually managed to hit me. It was, it's a little humiliating, is what I'm saying. But, I've gotten cursed. <laughs> he like, <laughs> chokes on his coffee. <laughs> I'm sorry, cursed? I can get, I just can't get to 100%. I was like, just look at him! He <laughs> <laughs> looks like he should be on a John Hopkins commercial! He's got a little feeble, little smoke doing this. Sarah McLaughlin playing over him as, you know, yeah. the camera slowly pans. I, got, I feel like nearly half of my life has been sucked out of me and I can't get it back. I, I can't really go get blessed. It's not an option for me. Right. And I was wondering you if what uh, what do vampires do when they, you know? I don't know a whole lot about curses, hmm. but I do understand the feeling that you're describing. What you're describing sounds eerily similar to what happens to us when we run low on blood. There are a few things that we can do to fix that, but I don't know if those things would transfer to you or not. Mm. It's hard to explain, but certain vampires... We've talked before about the taboo of eating, eating another vampire, vampire for yeah. political gain or gaining powers from them, but that can taint a person permanently. It takes many years to recover from something like that, and it takes a lot of vigor and willpower to recover. I'm sorry to hear that this is happening to you, Sean. It's okay. I'll, uh, I'll persevere through it. He goes over to his bookshelf and goes through some things, and grabs a tome, and brings it over to you. Whenever you get a chance, read through this. It okay. might be able to enlighten you on a few things, and might get you on the right path. Okay. It's been nice speaking with all of you again. I hope you can find the solutions that you're looking for, but mm. I really must get back to work. Absolutely. Of course. He goes back to his paperwork, and you guys head outside 
Of the warehouse, go back up the elevator, out mm. into the parking lot. So you guys get in the van and plan to head back to the warehouse. Mm -hmm. um, you flip through the book a bit, mm -hmm. and it's filled with different types of meditation and trains of thought to Stay. try and redeem the soul of a vampire that has gone too far. There are some vampires that believe that if a vampire were to take part in the taboo of drinking another vampire to death, that that can taint the soul. And that if you were to do it too much, you would eventually lose yourself completely to the beast inside of you, and it would run rampant. There are also a few eyewitness accounts in this book of people witnessing a vampire be taken from this realm. This book is written from the perspective of a very religious person, mm. a very wow. Catholic vampire. Wow. He has the belief that not only this does happen, but also when it does, it's the equivalent of a vampire being ripped down into hell for being like too demonic. Wow. And too willing to feed that beast. And there's a lot of different things in this book to attempt to reverse that or at least stop that from happening. Mm -hmm. So you guys get back to the warehouse, drop off the dark wood, lock it up, make sure that it's safe. And uh, revivify as my spell. I tell Carl. Okay. Carl, that's Scroll revivify. I'm like, this is a tough one. You pick that up. And also, there's a package for Sammy also. It's a smooth black box with a single black ribbon around it with a small card attached to the front of it. Yeah. And it just says Sammy on the front of it. You open it up, and this is a delivery from Sinbad. You open up the box, and you pull out your iron baton that is a very smooth, well-crafted, cast iron that retracts in on itself, into the handle. Yeah, so I can go and then it's tick, tick, tick. Yeah. Awesome. And it also has a small leather pouch that you can put on your belt that is lined with a very thin layer of lead. So then what happens right now doesn't happen again. Sebastian, you freak the fuck out when this thing comes out of here. I pull out, I'm like, zing! <laughs> I'm like, no! It's immediately like just pulling like uranium into a room. <laughs> Slam against the other wall. <laughs> like, it looks like I maybe jumped, but maybe there was like wing push, but I'm all totally glamoured. Yeah. <laughs> and I slam into the other wall. I, I forget myself for a second in like just the craftsmanship of such a rent, this thing that I ordered that was like made perfectly. I put it back inside I the lead thing. I st as you are doing that, I'm standing up and straightening my clothes. Going, like, do, you <laughs> do you mind? <laughs> the moment that the baton goes into the lead casing, you don't sense it anymore. <laughs> you don't feel it anywhere near you. What the hell is that? Carl says, that's iron. It is. No, like, shit. Like, fey iron. <laughs> Sebastian. And he seems, like, super into it. He's like, this is crazy. He's do you guys, like, just do this all the time? So Sebastian uh. puts his hand on his shoulder. He's, like, a very excited teenager at this point. And he puts his hand on his shoulder, and Sebastian's face is just dead cold. It hasn't moved since he, like, collected himself. <laughs> and he turns to Sammy, and it's like... 
You're gonna carry that with you? <laughs> We're going into a den of super dangerous fae. Can you sense it right now? When it's no, away? it's just... I, it, it's like I walking didn't... around with a bomb? <laughs> <laughs> to put it lightly. <laughs> uh, um, it's very impressive. It'll certainly make an impact. <laughs> <laughs> I will be very careful with it around you. I am gonna, as I see the giddy smile fading from Carl, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, hey Carl, don't wipe that smile off your face quite yet. <laughs> and I'm gonna give him the evil wand. What? Sebastian's gonna be like, um... I hand him that, and I'm like, I need you to be very careful with this. His nose inverts in his face. I, I immediately do an insight. I don't get anything, because that's a crit fail. Uh, he's cautious about it, but he slowly reaches out, and he takes it from you. He holds it in both of his hands, just kind of scans it. He's like, this is the, uh, the, the dark wood that you were talking about, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Don't. No soil. Planting. No dust. No dirt. No tests like that. Also, don't burn it. I'll do some tests, see what I can find out. Reaches don't into his back it. pocket, <laughs> throws a, the, hole. the hole up into the ceiling. I've got a hole in my pocket. And it makes this loud slapping sound oh like those God. fucking elastic hands that you like throw on a wall and they oh stick God. on. And the answer to your previous question is yes, we do do this all the time. So <laughs> alive and to keep your shit together, I don't want to come right. back to a shadow demon that's ruined all my things, okay? So. <laughs> Please just keep it together. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll start working on it right now. You guys head east across okay. the city to the Paradise Casino. You guys pull into the parking lot. There's a very large building with a very big, bright, glowing sign. A lot of flashing lights and moving parts. The sign reads, Paradise Casino, quote, welcome to the jungle. Uh. <laughs>